Stop schlepping to the drugstore and paying $20 for shave tech you don't need. For a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Shave time, shave money with Dollar Shave Club. Go to DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. This episode of The Patch is sponsored by NatureBox. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to NatureBox.com slash The Patch. Hey! Hey! Where people can hang out somewhere in the middle. Oh of shit! We're doing the patch. We're, we're not doing the podcast, are we? Yeah. Well, it's a podcast. It just happens to be the past. I told you. I told you I have the wrong notes. Really? This is all dicks and butts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a patchcast. Oh, oh, bam! This week in the patch, Gus. Hi, everybody. I'm Bernie. I'm Ryan. And, and Gus. Back. We're very, very running out of time. I think we only have a couple of patches left here before we're in the new studio. We we're gonna, very we're, running out of time. We're gonna miss our neighbors with their drill. Uh-huh. <laughs> the constant. Do you think we're still going to have a problem with police sirens and ambulances at the new place? Probably so. We're, where we're moving is a decommissioned airport, which makes me think that while it is a decommissioned airport, the flight path probably still some, goes somewhere nearby it. All oh, right. Mm. Is it like I've never heard about that? Like when a city moves a flight path, is that, is that a big deal? I assume it is. I would assume so too, because if I if the they pi- put an airport next to me and planes were landing over my head all the time, you better hope all the pilots got the memo. I would just move. I would just move. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone who lived near the old airport was fucking excited when it moved away. All the property values probably shot up. I would think so. We I know for a fact that like where the actual runways were, that like that has been torn down and they build up buildings or you know residential uh, neighborhoods, and I know those sell for a lot of money. So, do you nice. think us moving in is going to help or hurt the local property values? Hurt. <laughs> My, I mean, they're, they're, Michael's going to be screaming. They'll be like, "Is there a jet again?" <laughs> I, thought we moved, I thought this moved away from us. Yeah, like give us back our planes. We'll so, take them. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Shadows of Mordor has a release date. It does October seventh. It's much sooner than I was expecting. I thought the the footage they had shown previously, all of that stuff they said was like super super early development. Uh, which makes me think that and this that's it didn't look that early i mean it looked fairly polished yeah, at that, least uh i mean there's no obvious missing things I, right but it's it's a controlled demo you know i was about yeah. to say have you guys seen anything besides the demo like the tech demo for the was it called their nemesis system right. in that mm-hmm. yeah it looks really cool. We talked about it in a previous patch, and it looks really, really cool. Yeah, so they have this new trailer that came out. Um, I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday. I saw, I saw it today, but uh, they came out with this trailer and announced the release date of October 7th. Super excited about that. Getting yeah. ahead of the, the Christmas rush. Seems like most people push to early November for the holidays. Now, what systems is it coming out for? Did it uh, I think all the consoles I saw. Who's making it? Uh, Monolith. Yeah, so if Monolith is making it, I would assume it's going to be pretty much Yeah, PS4, uh-huh. Xbox One. Uh, 360, PS3, and PC. Everything. Okay, so there's really? not a Mac. shotgun approach. As long as <laughs> anything but a Mac. What I'm sure a Mac version will come out like a year later. You said PS3. You said Xbox One as well? Yeah. Man, I still can't believe we're in that phase where people are still making stuff for PS3 and Xbox One. Xbox like, 360. Uh, Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big I can, difference. I can, I can believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I know they have tens of millions of units installed, and that's a really good thing, but it's like, is it going to be three years before people stop developing? I think for... this, this will probably be the last year. I think you'll have enough installed units. Like, they'll get through this holiday season, and then by next year, by 2015... Okay, make your prediction, then. You're saying 2014 will be the last year that anyone develops games for the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Well, okay, now, when you say that, do you mean co-develops for both? Correct, that's what I mean. Okay. There still will be original titles, and that'll dwindle away. Wait, you think original titles will outpace the dual system? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Why? Because you'll end up with people making, like... 
Oh, I'm just gonna throw together a quick game, like crappy games. You end up with like that that shit at the end of a Third console party. life cycle, right? It's like yeah. just shovelware essentially. Mm-hmm. But I think the bulk of everything new is gonna move. Are we done with the people who had like Sick of Truth, where it was a delayed game and it got delayed to the point where it's like, oh, there's more consoles coming out, but we're just gonna release on the previous generation? Have, yeah. we, have we exhausted all those yet? Um, I, I, we're gonna get there. Okay. I mean, within another year, we'll definitely be there. I feel like that's kind of what happened back with uh, StarCraft Ghost, you know, which is the Blizzard's canceled console game. Uh-huh. Uh, like, it was, a, it was being developed on the, X, on the original Xbox. I played it on the original Xbox. It kept getting delayed. The Xbox 360 came out. They're like, no, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. And then eventually it was like, oh, no, we just we're, we canceled it. We're not, we're not going to release it. Oh, that. that game? Right. Yeah, that game. No, we, um, we lost it. I played uh, some multiplayer at that at the first BlizzCon, and it seemed fun, but... Uh- I'm sure there was, I, you know, I only saw a very controlled look at it. We have a uh, gift that somebody gave us at RTX, which is that box of the original Xbox that was the Halo Edition one. It was the green one. That one right there? And on the, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's over there somewhere. Yeah, it's a box for it. And on the back of it, there's six screenshots of six different games, and three of them were canceled. Oh, really? <laughs> and one of them was StarCraft Ghost. We played StarCraft Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember playing it. That's like the closest I've ever seen a game to being made. And then you're like, eh, just kind of <laughs> forget it. Yeah, they put a lot of promo. I was really excited about that game. Uh-huh. I can't believe Titanfall is not out for the 360 yet. I can't believe right. it. It's still getting pushed. Well, yeah. it's next week, right? Yeah. April 8th. Yeah. So it'll be by the time the next patch rolls around, we'll be packing boxes and talking about Titanfall on the 360. Yeah. We'll, we'll finally have is seen Titanfall there? on the 360. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it. Have you seen I don't think anyone's seen it. No. I, there was a little bit of hubbub about the resolution. That it was running at right before they did the second delay on it. They did that first delay, and then they did the second delay. And I think that's when the hubbub about uh, the resolution of it came up. Hmm. Which, you know, that always comes up for games where, like, people, like, they very specifically calculate how much of the screen is being used by a big title. And they always make a big deal about it. But then the game looks fine. You know, really. Yeah. I don't know if that extra, like, like I'm trying to think. There was a Halo title I remember in particular that, like, it didn't use every single line of resolution. I think it was three. <laughs> With Halo 3? Yeah. I yeah. So. yeah. I think uh, I remember Frankie wrote a, a response about it explaining why it was still fine. Mm-hmm. I, th- I want to say it was three. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah. We'll back our shit up. It, it, it may have been reached, but I'm pretty sure. I'm, like, 90% sure it was Halo 3. Because uh, I think that it was the, the beta that people had gotten into and were, were analyzing for footage. Gotcha. Analyzing. 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 Yes. Well, that's what, that's, I think that's a good word for it. Analyzing. No, I agree. Pixel like, studying. Yeah. yeah. It does. It, that happens a lot, I think, in video games where you think people sit down and they like analyze. Like, this is a game that you play and have fun and people will just like, there's always that group of people who just go through and go like, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, people resolution. really love to do that with the start right there at the, the pre-promo stuff because that's all you've got. It's like, well, we got to make something out right. of this content that we've been provided. So it's like the CNN of news, really. Look here. Look at this pixel here. This could be a new object or could be a solar flare. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's a plane there. We uh... Yeah, this is from Slashdot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, in October 1st, 2007, uh, for, some of, uh, for some folks, artistic merit or financial success of Halo 3 isn't what's really important. So how many pixels are on the screen? After there were some complaints about the truth of the game's HD nature, Bungie posted a missive on their site clarifying the output of the Halo 3's visuals, and this is from Bungie at the time. Halo 3 uses one, not one, but two frame buffers, both of which render at 1152 by 640 pixels, which at the time, I guess, was slightly less than HD. Hmm. So. There you go. And I don't think anybody looks back as like, 
I mean, obviously, resolutions have gotten a lot better over time, but I don't think anybody looks back at Halo 3 and says, well, that game looked like junk. You yeah. know? Again, some of those games have really stood the test of times. I mean, well, you say, though, they've gotten better over time, so that would be, you said by 640, right? So that would be essentially, what, 640p? I pluralized time when I said that, and I feel bad about did it Did you? Now. Okay. I did. I said times. Times. <laughs> I'm living uh, in the multiverse, apparently, where there's multiple times. But then Titanfall's running 792, so it's not that much of a improvement really yeah but i'm sure a whole new console more polygons and you know that's different, true. different effects and that, particles that and is whatnot. absolutely true there's a lot more going on what's a game that still holds up to you over a long period of time that when you look at it now you're still like wow that game still looks really really good um I, i'm still amazed by the original dead rising are you really <laughs> and how many that zombies they had on the screen yeah yeah half-life 2 holds up really well you think so yeah, yeah well especially a lot of those old pc games you take them to a higher resolution and it cleans it up a lot I gotta say, like, even though I'm not a, a major fan of the franchise and I never played beyond the first title, Gears of War is still like when I look at it, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, that mm-hmm. game looks really, really good. It does. Then they even do lots, stuff in lots it. Lots of bloom. Yeah, they do stuff <laughs> in it that I don't like. Where I, I always hate when games put in depth of field mm-hmm. in a game because I know that looks cool in a cinematic mm-hmm. experience, but that's not that takes away from the interactivity. Like, I should be able to look to the distance because that's what I would do in real life. I should be able to look to the horizon and focus there. Mm. And if it's out of focus, I'm just. Looking at something that's a little blurry in the distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It and all the like, until they can track yeah. your eyes, it doesn't make sense. What was the game that added the next-gen filter, which just put bloom on everything? Uh, uh, <laughs> Gears of War? Yeah. No, there was, <laughs> no, no, there was, a, there was a thing you go in the settings, and you could set like different settings. And it had, a, it had a next-gen, and it just looked like Gears of War, and it bloomed it all out. <laughs> I really can't remember funny. what it was. I was looking it up. It might have been some indie game. It's, it sounds like a joke that uh, Diablo 3 may have done like before they came out. Uh, before they release, before they launched. Uh-huh. I still want to play, uh, Ashley wants to play some Diablo 3 because she hasn't played yet. So I still want to play some hardcore Diablo 3. We absolutely Ooh. should. That would We've really test friendships. Time. We've been talking about that for a long time. And now with like the expansion and the, the new patch, maybe it, it makes mm-hmm. sense to, uh, to go back and revisit that. It was Forge. Forge had the next-gen filter. Really? It was, like, oh, yeah. everything out. Yeah. Because remember those little things you could drop mm-hmm. that would change oh, the look? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one of them it had. <laughs> I knew I remembered it for something. Um, so... One of the other things we want to talk about today uh, that you mentioned, Ryan, was that heists are coming yes. to GTA Online still. Loosely in spring. Spring. Sometime in spring. I got to say, I think your guys' solution for heists was fantastic. I'd like to think that we shamed them into doing this. They finally had to say something when they realized. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting timing. It is. It really is interesting timing. I mean, heists are suddenly like uh, people are talking about it again. Who knows? The, the end of that video had me fucking cracking up <laughs> with the, the Viking funeral. Thank you. Thank it was, you. It was really, really awesome. Uh, and there, look forward to more of those. We're actually, okay, I was going to say, can yeah. we say if there's going to be more of those? There, I think we've already, Ray actually already kind of announced it on his Twitter, I think. But yeah, no, each, each one of us will be running our own heist. And I have seen yeah. guys in the office, like, they have now taken this as a task where oh, they yeah. are planning their heists. And it's a mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. I can't wait. So look out for more of those. I, I actually helped someone figure out a, a technical issue they were having with uh, organizing their heist. That is actually the interesting thing is it suddenly we're a lot more involved in yeah. GTA in the sense that we're really getting down to the nuts and bolts of things that you can do in free roam. Like, can this be lifted? Can you drive this? Can you pick up that trailer? Where can you drop it? Mm-hmm. And what does it do when you drop it? I mean, so there's all kinds of things that... Uh, That's a really funny thing with Ryan helping Gavin on something, and he was, like, <laughs> stuck in this place where he couldn't get out, so he just kept flopping and flopping and flopping. <laughs> it's funny. It'll be, it'll be good. And, and then, you know, by the time, hopefully, that you guys finish all your custom-made heists, um, they'll have them you know, in GTA Online for real. Well, that's actually something we were just talking about because I probably would have thought to maybe space them out a little bit more, but if we, it seems like we kind of would be nice to have them all done before they launch the real ones. Right, so I, think, I think that We may sense. actually step them up so there may be more heists sooner than you would have gotten them. Uh, 
And there's uh, actually a couple other things that are coming out, too, along with it that they announced, which are expanding their uh, content creator so that you can do the capture maps, which is a different game type, usually where you try and grab something. Uh-huh. Uh, previously, content creator had only been deathmatch and race, so it's just adding another game type you can do. And then there's a uh, like a high high life update. High life. There you go. I was going to say high falutin, which isn't quite <laughs> right. Uh, which is going to add some cars. It's going to add some new items. It's also making it so you can own more than one building. Which the only thing I can think of that might be useful for that is if you can't own two garages in this update with that update. I don't know if that doubles the amount of cars you can have. Mm. Because it may just be the same garage regardless of where right. you go in. If it doesn't do that, I don't see a point. Like I don't I don't need a apartment. I don't have two wives in the game. It's not like I need a second apartment or <laughs> it's anything. It's for convenience. You don't want to travel all the way to the side of town. You're like, I'm just going to buy this apartment. By the way, well, there's there's no, you no, went north. right to that explanation, by the way. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no apartments up north, so it's all in the city. It's not like you can get something yeah. that's way out there. If, Though it says they may be introducing new apartments. Yeah, it adds uh, new high-end apartment options, the powerful bullpup rifle, new wardrobe items, the Dinka Thrust motorcycle, three new lavish cars to choose from, including the Super Class Pegasi Zentor... Zentorno, sorry. Zentorno. Uh, yeah. Multi-property ownership on two distinct properties with garages. Again, it doesn't... doesn't specify if it's the same if one. It's, yeah, unique or the same garage simultaneously. All right. Mm-hmm. And the new mental state player statistic. I didn't read oh, that earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I don't know. They don't explain it very well, but I... I, I was assuming it's not like the you can toggle what your state is. Like you can say mm-hmm. I'm happy, I'm normal, whatever. I think this is actually going to track what you do in the match yeah. or in free roam, and then assign to you a certain mental stability, which I can't wait. I bet that's yeah, Taylor. <laughs> it's designed made for you, designed to let you see how passive or psychotically unhinged fl- fellow players in your session really are. So yeah. pass. Here's the meter. Passive, psychotically unhinged over here, right there. <laughs> um, yeah so i mean again they didn't specify really a, a release date yeah. just a, this vague window it sounds which like is, those which are, is almost uh, a year after launch which i think content the content creator update is actually next week oh, i believe really? and then yeah i don't know about the the high life so how, how, how far when did this game come out, came out in september right e- so if this comes out in May, we're looking at like eight months post-launch i mean they've always established that gta online was going to be a continuing platform to move other things. Mm. Uh, they finally did put the, you can purchase money in it. I mean, there's still a lot of things that don't work about it, but I do at least admire the fact that they're continuing to try. Okay, they'll get there. Yeah, they didn't deliver even remotely what they described they were going to deliver. Maybe by the time GTA 6 comes out, it'll be uh, pushed well, up. I mean, if you look at how long the lifespan of GTA 4 was, that had a long, it's still going now. It's still going if you're on yeah. PC, yeah. People Absolutely. are still modding it and making it better and better. So, and if it ever moves to another platform, we may see, again, a double down on that lifespan. You mean span. if GTA Five moves to another platform? Yeah. yeah. Do you think you we'll, mean PC? Is what you're saying? I mean PC, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to beat it on the bush. You can just people say are already modding it, modding it on the PS3, so might as well go to the P, uh, PC. Do, do you yeah. think we'll see an announcement about that anytime soon? Do you think maybe E3 will hear something? I don't know. I just haven't seen anything that indicated a movement in that direction yet, really. You know, I go either way on that because either Heist and Online are so messed up that it's keeping Rockstar, you know, uh, from developing for other platforms. Or there must be a justification for why Online and Heist are so messed up. And maybe it's because they're developing for other platforms. So either way is is a logical explanation to me. Someone told me the other day that that Rockstar is now up to uh, 1,200 people that are in development. That must be I – I can't imagine a, uh, a production that I've heard of on any level that has 1,200 people working at one time. And I don't know if they're all working on one game, 
But uh, I would imagine for some of the big flagship stuff like Grand Theft Auto that it really does. What was the last Rockstar game um, that was, they developed as well? Like was Midnight it Red, Club? Red Dead? Or uh, Previous to this was – no, they had something between Red Dead and GTA Five, didn't they? Uh, I could be wrong. Man. It's interesting. You know, it's one of those things, too. It's like... I just said nothing, as, by the way. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but you said, it, you said it well. But I wonder, it's like, as some of these co- companies become public companies, um, you know, some of the bigger ones, they get to hide... LA what Noir. The, they get to hide what they're working on. LA Noir. That's a great one. Yeah. There you go. You know, but it's, at some point, as like a shareholder, wouldn't you, like, have a right to know, like, what's in development and how many people are working on it? I wonder... They, they probably have, like, project code names, you know... Uh, for their next whatever title, and they have the very generic, like, it's going to be a real-world thing where you run around in an open-world scenario, and you're a character who shoots a gun. Yeah. But if your game makes, what was it, a billion dollars in the yeah. first week as a shareholder, you're probably, oh, it's okay. I don't, even, I don't even know if Rockstar's public or not, but, uh, you know, I know there's some developers and publishers that definitely are. Uh, Take-Two is, mm-hmm. who is their, uh, their publisher. Okay. Uh, I'm sure technology companies have some kind of safeguard that they can't just start immediately talking about what they're going to do, you know, <laughs> that there has to be some kind of abstraction from the public yeah. eye. Yeah. Well, I Take-Two mean, Take Take Two Interactive is Rockstar's parent company. 1200 be- doesn't really sound that off the wall, though, if you look at how big that world is. If you were thinking about trying to create another Los Santos, how much effort must have gone into doing that? And I don't know how much of it was procedurally generated. But I, it seems like a lot of it has very specific attention to detail. It is very hard to figure out, though, like, exactly. Because not only the amount of people, but the amount of time as a multiplier for how long they work on these games as well. I mean, same thing goes for movies. When, when somebody talks about a movie costing $250 million for a budget, that's what it costs to make it. It's like sometimes you're like, how? I mean, it's like <laughs> how would – you know, if you break it down per minute, yeah. how much is it? Even a $90 million movie, that's a million dollars a minute of screen time. It's like – what are you doing? You've got to stop eating the diamond sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. And, uh, and you know, people and resources as well for, you know, game development. It's just like it's, sometimes it's hard to fathom exactly what that is. And I would imagine, too, if you walk through a, a football field-sized development room where there's 1,200 people working, say, what do the people over there do? They're like, I have no idea. I'm busy modeling my bag of garbage. <laughs> They're making for, sure that corner doesn't run out of oxygen. They're just yeah. Recirculating. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I see, but you're right, though. Like, sometimes when I was walking around, uh, in the world of GTA Five, it's like I walked down an alley, and there's a like right next to uh, uh, what's it, Francis's house, like right next door, uh, Franklin's. Franklin, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I played, um, and uh, he's got like a tipped over lawn chair and a bag of garbage. I yeah. thought, dude, that is somebody's job. Right to there. place that like tipped over lawn chair in that bag of garbage. How and many it, iterations do you think he went through, or that person went through, before they were like, "Yes, that's I know." <laughs> and it's those little touches that make that world like so lock it mm-hmm. in. It's like so vibrant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah. I still hate the fucking knife flights, though. I fucking, <laughs> fucking hate those. Um, in other news, Amazon finally announced their uh, their video product today, Fire TV, which apparently is also a gaming console that you can play games on if you spend an extra 40 bucks for the controller. So the con- That's the controller that's going to make me play games? No, that's no, the, okay. that's that's the remote. remote. That thing, of, thing of this is like an Apple TV kind of device where you can stream video. Uh, what so, games am I playing on Amazon? So this is this is ninety nine bucks. If you buy the controller, which is it looks like you know a standard gaming controller, mm-hmm. two sticks, four you know all the buttons, the triggers, um, then you can play games on it. And they recently started their own gaming studio uh, internally to develop games for it, and they're working on having partners bring games over as well. So one of the games they showed off during the demo was Minecraft, 
Um, That's a legitimate gaming platform. Yeah. They got <laughs> Minecraft. And they said they're working with uh, Ubisoft, uh, I want to say Take-Two, and a couple of other publishers to port games and bring them over. And their own internal studio was working on a ga- is working on a game, which will be ready at launch. Uh, and I don't remember the name. It's like Sub-7 or something like that. Let me look it up. I have seen people asking about this or, you know, when they talk about it, comparing it to Oya. I gotta say that historically, I would not bet against Amazon. I mean, they they seem to do things really, really well. I can't think of the last time Amazon. They seem to be a little bit behind, like Netflix and Hulu in original programming. But man, some of the stuff that Amazon has done has been really amazing. Yeah. The Prime program alone is crazy to me because you have people paying to subscribe to buy stuff from Amazon, and everybody who does that loves it. And yep. so you have this premium level product where people are paying into it which makes them order from amazon more and they're paying for the privilege of doing that and they're all really super happy about it and i'm one of them and Mm -hmm. i'm super happy about it because amazon prime is awesome so the game that they're developing internally that you get for free if you get the controller is called sev zero it's like a a sci-fi gears of war shooter kind of game sci-fi gears of war i suppose Uh, uh, yeah i mean you're not (laughs) like a fantasy gears of war yeah (laughs) Uh, I am curious. So a, I mean, relationship <laughs> simulator. <laughs> uh, there's a huge list of, of games of here. Uh, I see Sonic on there. NBA 2K14. It's uh, a lot of retro type games. Endless and... Skater. I'm going to play that. That sounds awesome. Deer Hunter 2014. I bet it's not endless. Can Ninja. you not stop? Is that okay, the Ninja Hero Cats. We're Ninja putting Hero up Cats. on the screen here. We're putting up the controller uh, for the Amazon Fire. And looking at that, that looks like everybody's first controller yeah. for, like, every experimental alternative gaming platform. They all look like that. Exactly like that. You know, I mean, honestly, this whole thing is like, okay, so they took an, an Apple TV because apparently when, if you're making a small set-top box, you have to make it a square solid. Uh, unless it's a Chromecast. Unless it's a Chromecast. But, I mean, there's the Apple TV, there's the Oya, the... Roku. The Roku. The, oh, I mean, these all look exactly like that. It's let, Let's square. call one of this, too. Also, the Xbox One, yeah. when the way it was originally announced, they were trying to get ahead of this curve, the, the uh-huh. race to the set-top boxes. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, they've, they've basically made another one of those. And I bet they, they called it a Fire TV because if they called it Amazon TV, it would be way too close to Apple TV. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. I mean, well, they're probably playing off, like, their Kindle Fire brand. Right. Yeah. Well. It's a brand that they have, fi- the Fire brand inside yeah. of Amazon. So the, the people who are making that Sev Zero game are uh, Double Helix Games, who are the people who made the Killer Instinct version for the Xbox One. So now that they are no longer working on Killer Instinct, now Iron Galaxy is taking over development and maintenance of uh, of uh, Killer Instinct. And Iron Galaxy is, of course, a studio who made Dive Kick. And, uh, <laughs> right, really? Okay. Yeah. They, uh, they, were, they uh, were at RTX last year. They so have the really core of fighting them. down. They, yeah. get the, uh-huh. they get the basic fundamentals of the fighting game. Yeah, and I think they were also tapped to do the Vita port of Borderlands 2. Vita port of hmm. Borderlands 2. So apparently there's a big announcement coming about Borderlands that Gearbox is going to make. They, they There's been some weird leaked announcement that... Uh, Borderlands will have an announcement this year, and it's not related to the Telltale project. So, right. I thought in a recent interview, Randy Pitchford had said that's where that, we are now. We're announcing announcements, right? I thought Pre-announce. In a, get ready for an announcement. The recent interview, Randy Pitchford said they were not currently working on the next Borderlands. They were looking at new IP stuff. Uh, can I tell you something? It's like I really, I feel I, I'm going to hold an intervention for myself. Is that I really haven't played Borderlands in like about a year, but I have bookmarked at home the Facebook page, which like curates all the golden key codes 
which are you, do you play Borderlands 2 at all? I have. So part of social media is you can get these golden key codes. They're like uh-huh. these five by five codes that you type in, and they give you a golden key. And there's a locker in like the main hub of Borderlands 2 where you can get like really cool weapons, which uh-huh. is what Borderlands is all about. So they're like purple weapons, like overcharged weapons, really awesome. But you can only use a golden key once, and then it's gone. I, even though I haven't played Borderlands like seven months, I keep loading it up and like getting these golden keys because the codes expire. Yeah. yeah, and I just can't stop doing it. It's, I'm like up to like 30 <laughs> or 40 keys at this point. I can understand. I had a problem with golden keys yeah. when I was playing Borderlands 2. It was like I was following everyone I knew that on Twitter. I would follow everyone I knew that could potentially give out golden keys. Yep. And Randy, P- Randy Pitchford, Randy Pitchford yeah. would give them out mm-hmm. quite frequently. So yeah. you guys are the reason that the guy, that guy – took Flappy Birds down, right? Because he was afraid of people like you. Well, I'm not doing anything. I'll tell you, he's afraid of that guy's afraid of Like, Did you read about the Oculus uh, acquisition by Facebook? Did you hear about that? Oh, I heard about it. Go, go figure. It made me cringe from the top of my head right down to my sphincter. Well, let's talk about that. But on the extreme end of that, uh, talking about the Flappy Bird guy, is now the Oculus team is getting death threats, and their families are receiving death threats because of this Facebook That's acquisition. That's over the top. That might be That's a little bit over the top. A little bit? <laughs> Just a tad bit. Yeah. Once you start threatening death to someone's family I mean, because I, of a shitty pair of goggles. Like, no I can offense. see why That's there's a virtual stupidity. That <laughs> Head Fist tracked. Bump. Yeah. Bring it in. I can right. see why people were pissed about it, though, based off the Kickstarter leading into this, though. I mean, they kickstarted $2.5 million so that he could make $2 billion. Okay. Right, right, right. But... Like they, they, no one has equity in this. They kickstarted him to make a product and become successful. He didn't make it. He, he has. There's dev kits out. That's There's the a other, second one that's out. That's the other thing that drives me crazy about it. So $2 billion from Facebook. Fight, fight, they bought a company fight, fight, that fight, has fight, no fight. commercial product. <laughs> Nothing. They've got a dev kit. They don't even call it a product. This Honestly, what it sounded like to me was Facebook, somebody sent a representative over to Oculus, and they said, hey, we want to buy your company. He's like, whatever. And they're like, no, no, just give us a number. He's like, $2 billion. And they're like, check. Here Done. you go. Yeah. Like, um, seriously, I think why that, would that... Well, I think the market cap now on Facebook is over $100 billion. Oh, my gosh. So at this point, if you're, like, looking at the, you know, downward cycle of social media and historically, which happens, mm-hmm. happened to MySpace, happens to happen to dig in a huge way, it does happen. If you're Zuckerberg, I would just be doing the same thing of, like, let's get just stuff in here. Let's, like, keep it a little bit longer. Or just but start diversifying. Why would they let their name go on that? I'm sure there's a way that they could have gone through a shell corporation, do something, one of those fancy legal terms that wouldn't have put Facebook's name on the ownership of this company. But would that really have changed anything? Absolutely. That, the second they bought it, Notch said, fuck this. I don't want to develop for this platform anymore. Okay, fair play. I mean, and the, I don't think he's going to be the only one. All Putting Facebook's name on it, all it's going to do is drive away investors. So, okay, so let me ask. Well, do not they investors. Need sorry, developers. I was going to say, do they need investors? Developers, not investors. So what would have been as someone who's upset by this? Did, mm-hmm. First of all, are you a backer of Oculus? Were you original I did not back backer? it, no. Okay. But you're a big fan, and I know you and I, I had talked in about the technology. Yeah. We were about to order one right mm-hmm. before the parts ran out, and they couldn't manufacture yeah. them. And then we actually did order one the day before the, yeah, the, the announcement came out. It's the first thing I had to order to ship to the new office. Oh, is it really? Oh, awesome. So what would you have preferred happen with this technology that you love? What would have been your potential good endgame? What's the upside? Well, I mean, here's what worries me about this merger now is, again, just kind of like what I was saying, there were so many companies that were really lining up behind it. Uh, I mean, Steam was kind of on board with it. They, you know, it's not Steam, sorry, Valve was on board with it. No, people know Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these companies that just started to go, that's a good idea. I I think that's going to really hit the brakes right now with with Facebook being at the helm. Because if they'd just gone forward, made a commercial product, 
sold it to everybody. Uh, I think they would have continued to have that development because not only that, but the indie, you know, developers out there are not going to want to get on board with something with Facebook. Uh, and that would have been a great section of the industry to kind of drive that technology because it's an indie technology. They're indie developers. There was good synergy there. Hasn't Facebook, though, been the the story for a lot of the really successful indie games in the last couple of years? I mean, don't you consider King, even though they just went public, to be an indie game developer? Is, aren't it these, is, yeah. Aren't these like the Sorta. lofty goals that people are trying to reach? Is, a, is an indie game that gets up to a million? I mean, I don't mm. like them. You don't like them. But, I mean, if you're a developer making a game, you get something that gets up to a million dollars a day in revenue. Um, is, aren't, isn't that what developers are going for? Isn't well, that yeah, success? but how does, that, how does Facebook help with that? Because Facebook has not got the best reputation. Well, one, it has no reputation in terms of game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a vehicle for delivering very heavy on microtransactions games. Yeah. Uh, but they don't, as far as I'm aware, develop any of Well, here's own. the big thing. It's a huge platform where there's a lot of eyeballs and a lot of audience, a very broad audience because you have people's moms that are playing Candy yeah. Crush and spending money to do it, uh, along with, you know, hardcore gamers who just want to play something casual. And I, as far as I know, I, I don't know, but as far as I know, Facebook doesn't take a cut of anybody who makes a game for their platform, do they? I bet they I'm do. I'm sure there's some cut. I, mean, I haven't Steam heard of it. does. I imagine... Facebook it, must have some way. If it's delivered via the platform, I really don't know. I Even look if that they up. just Oops, manage the transactions mm-hmm. in the sense that they are the platform by which you pay, then they're I, probably I, There we not. go. I would think that, uh, yeah, and I, I would think mm-hmm. so because one of the things King has been doing is trying to create their own community and their own portal mm-hmm. to push the games out there to kind of circumvent yeah. the whole Facebook side of things. I want to talk about it. Come back to that in a second. Social yes. media, because yeah. there was a really crazy April Fool's thing that happened for a developer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look, I, I want to point out something real quick, though. Yeah. Is that I don't know why this took people off guard. Because, yes, they did raise on Kickstarter, was it $2.5 million? Two and a half million. They were trying to raise initially 500000 or less. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And they, got, they killed it, and they raised $2.5 million. Then they turned around right away, and they raised $16 million in private venture, venture funds. Mm-hmm. Then they raised $75 million in a third round, if you consider Kickstarter to be the first round. I don't know why that wasn't a huge red flag to everyone that they were building this thing up into something enormous that then they were going to probably sell. Again, it's just one of those examples of where things have just gotten kind of off the rails because there's no there's no value there. That's the other thing about it is when you buy Oculus, what have you bought? Like surely like there's when you buy the dev kit. No, or no, when you buy the company, the company. Okay. Like surely this this idea is not original. I mean, there's been head tracked mm-hmm. video screens forever. I mean, not sure. forever, but since at least back into the 80s, there were some versions of this. They were way clunkier, and their latency was way worse, but they existed. So what patents could Oculus possibly control right now that would be worth this purchase? Listen, in today's noisy environment of the, the internet and media, anyone who has mind share, and that's a hard thing to quantify, that's a very valuable thing. Like, if you look, you say that, I could easily say, well, what's the value of Google? I mean, it's, you know, Yahoo already existed, and so is Ask Jeeves and Ask.com. Those were search engines that existed, you know. Mm-hmm. There was already, uh, you know, Facebook when, you know, MySpace was around when Facebook was started. Um, you know, it's just that they had a lot of people, and they had a lot of visibility, and they had a lot of buying on the brand. You would argue a lot of that's gone away, maybe, yeah. in the I, last couple of weeks. But well, I also think that Oculus had a lot of mindshare in the industry and in a very small group of people. I don't think that it had necessarily gone out to a wide group of people until the Facebook acquisition. Right. I think most people mm-hmm. reading the news would never have heard of Oculus until this Facebook acquisition puts it on the front page. Right. And if everybody, you know, 
if Oculus was on the path that it was, it, I think it was in danger of staying this like niche product for like hardcore super PC enthusiasts. And if Facebook can take it, investing two billion dollars in it, and they can take it to the level of like a Wii or something like that, where moms are using it, dads are using it, then VR becomes a real part of our culture. And I think that could be a real touchstone and like a gateway technology to a lot of cool stuff that we all want to do and see. I it guess. could. Yeah. It could. I mean, I just I thought it was going that direction already. Once it got on board with Steam. You know the Steam platform that would have been its vehicle to get to that dissemination point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't. To be fair, like both Oculus, uh, Lucky, I forget his full name. Lucky Palmer, Lucky Palmer, Lucky. Uh, I think he and the representatives at Facebook have both said that nothing is going to change. Yeah. Like we're just going to own it, but we're not interfering in. Right. There's their their headquarters mm-hmm. going to stay where it is, and they're yeah. not going to. Which interfere. Facebook has a history of doing it. I feel like I'm defending Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm actually for everyone who was out there like you know bitching about it. I want to go. Hey, all you people made Facebook popular. You know, <laughs> I I, like, I I was one of the latest adopters of Facebook ever. I don't like it. Early podcast that we did the Rishi's podcast. I would say to Gavin, why are you sharing so much of your personal information on this? You know, on these social media sites. It's just like keep something for yourselves. Mm-hmm. But I do think that. You know, the investment of $2 billion, we'll see where it goes, but VR and AR have such an uphill battle. Like, even, think so? even Google can't make Google Glass cool. Google Glass is like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's going to go away just from like people like hating the look of yeah, it. And they know? already came up with the term glass holes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it ever came officially. Has it, is it still not a, re- a retail product yet? Is it? Uh, I don't think so, but I still yeah. I, I see. Especially, we just came off of South by Southwest. I yeah. felt like I saw it every fucking place. Did you? Yeah, I, was, I, saw it I didn't see any while I was there, but that's actually interesting to and note. Technologies do take a long time. They mm-hmm. kind of circle for a while before they really grab hold, like social media or even going back to video games. Like there was the big arcade craze in the early '80s, Pac-Man Fever and all that stuff. And the Atari was huge. Then 1982 hit, and there was the video game crash of 1982. In two years, the video game industry lost about 95% of its revenue. And it looked like video games were just like, well, that was a fad. That's yeah, gone, gone now. But then Nintendo came back and it locked in. And now it is hard to imagine our culture without video games. But it almost went away at one point. Yeah, and they, they, Nintendo even had to do an end around by putting the fucking robot in the NES to convince <laughs> people that it was a toy. And right. well, that, was to a the, uh, that was to get it in the toy stores, right? right. Yeah. yeah, it was like a weird like Trojan horse thing. Mm. Like They didn't even have any intent of supporting it. They just put it there so it would be classified as a toy. After you read this, I want to hear what your downside is, like what you think the downside of this okay. the Facebook acquisition is. Can I remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Nothing feels better than the first shave with fresh blades. It's smooth, it's, thank you, it's close, and the blade is as sharp as it's ever going to be. It feels fantastic. But thanks to the big shave company's ridiculous prices, you can't afford a fresh blade every week, so you drag a dull-ass blade around your face for two weeks, three weeks, ten weeks. I'm sure everyone's done that. Uh, why do you do that to yourself? Uh, maybe it's because the only thing more painful than shaving with an old blade is shelling out 30 bucks for a pack of new ones. If you want to enjoy a fresh blade every week, but you don't want to take out another mortgage on your house, join <laughs> DollarShaveClub.com. For a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com ships the highest quality blades you can get. Uh, normally, I use four blades, and with Dollar Shave Club, it's only six bucks for a four pack. It's only six bucks for the best quality blades you can get. So every week, pop in a fresh blade and you know just get an amazing shave. Uh, join DollarShaveClub.com. Get amazing quality blades in the mail for a couple bucks. Treat yourself to a brand new blade every single week. Hundreds of thousands of guys... Uh, I think it's a grammatical error there. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands <laughs> of guys have upgraded their shaving with Dollar Shave Club. I'm one of them, and I'm loving it. Now it's your turn. Shave time, shave money. DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. It's DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. 
Um, I keep modifying where I like shave my beard to, like the line. here or down here or like. So now I'm like really close. Like I'm like right at my jawline. And I'm pretty happy with that. Like that place looks good for you. Whereas you, you shave. Have to shave I shave up around the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> shave up here and all that. So. Um, uh, John Carmack actually wrote a response. He responded to someone's uh, Tumblr post about so this. So John Carmack had left id, was the CTO at Oculus, and was part of the acquisition, now moved over. Now John Carmack is a Facebook employee. Is John Carmack worth $2 billion? Man, how, how much do you no. pay to acquire a company with John Carmack? Listen, if you have $100 billion, I yeah, John Carmack is a smart dude. Right, if you're looking to expand your games platform, why not? Shell out, get John Carmack and a VR company. I mean, what, what, I'm, I'm a not kidding. Deal, yeah. And the, if he's part of the executive team, yeah, that's a. Uh... Um, and so I guess the uh, lead songwriter for Anamanaguchi, who does like they do a lot of like video game songs, uh, had a post about it. Uh, he, the Anamanaguchi songwriter Peter Berkman, had a post titled "Wrong and Right Reasons to Be Upset About Oculus," and so I guess John Carmack uses Tumblr and replied, and he said he has. I take back what I said. <laughs> he has reason to believe that Facebook gets the big picture as I see it and will be a powerful force towards making it happen. So he seems uh, uh, positive on it. And yeah, he, but he's he, a company he, man now. But he also, he also <laughs> he's supposed to see how awesome Facebook is on Tumblr. <laughs> it's like, you know, somebody went dodging to him, hey, Mr. Carmack, you want to update your status update on Facebook, please? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to see him defend it on another social media Well, he platform. works for them now. Yeah, but <laughs> John Carmack is a smart, smart dude. I feel I like mean, he's it's... always said what he feels. He's always said what's on his mind. Yeah, and it's like I, I really don't know what Facebook is planning to do mm-hmm. with VR. I do think that Facebook is one of the biggest gaming platforms around these days. I really do. And uh, whether or not you like that, it, I think it's very true. Some of the biggest success stories in video games have been on Facebook recently. Uh, and the fact that John Carmack's going is it should be a huge ray of sunshine for people. You know what I mean? I tell you what. I mean, I, he was already there. The, the Facebook thing had nothing to do with it, though. You want VR to take off? I, w- I think it's it's going to happen regardless of what anybody wants. I agree. I'd like to see yeah. it in the next ten years, as opposed to the next twenty, though. I mean, I do want to see it. Yes, but I I think that's just the way the industry is going to move. I mean, I would like it as well. And mm-hmm. so I think for sure, uh, one of the things that will help push VR back a few years is if everyone explodes and has a big reaction and just abandons the the one thing that's actually doing well and getting big general public interest and a lot of investment money it's like well here's the thing i mean oculus has kind of generated an interest there have been now clone products that are starting to come out like the morpheus and mm-hmm. then there was uh, there's been a couple other ones that i've seen start to pop up go figure so, yeah now that oculus has generated the buzz it gets bought out by facebook which kind of sullies its name a little bit and now these other products can just step in and fill that void because yeah. there's going to be developers that want to work with them because and not Oculus because of this purchase. But also, how many people that were going to start it? Because I saw oh, that. Oh, here's a great alternative to Oculus. Now it's a VR company that just started yesterday. Oh, it's a VR company that just started the day <laughs> after a two billion dollar acquisition. How do we know what their yeah. objectives also, are? It's like you can say that, but it doesn't necessarily happen. Like mm-hmm. you know, YouTube got acquired by Google years ago. No other video sharing site came along and you know replaced them or dominated the market. You know, they just continued to. I don't. Try, I would to roll say though that everyone. Google buying YouTube didn't denigrate either's name integrate is the wrong word but didn't really sully the, the either of their brand names mm-hmm. like youtube and google were both fairly well regarded in their industry facebook 
people are really worried about it. Yeah, but Facebook it's is still after one of the you. most trafficked sites on the internet. People still use it. It constantly. is. There are people who are worried about it, but it's still constantly but it's not, used. It's constantly used, but I think you would find that the, the, the Venn diagram of people using Facebook, the core gamer audience that's going to be the ones that will drive, the, drive this technology is edging out of that. I don't like know that's the true. overlap yeah. there is starting to get smaller. True. You don't I, think I mean, so? I hear what you're saying. I think what you're saying in a nutshell, mm-hmm. it seems like what you're saying is like it's no longer cool, and I get that. I, if that's what you're saying, yeah. But if let's say the first VR thing that really hits big on a wide scale is like I don't know something none of us would do. Like it's a if, let's say it is a VR messaging system, but everyone gets VR goggles, and that allows new things to happen. You kind of have to be a little agnostic about how technology breaks through. If what you like is the technology, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like I mean, things sometimes get bigger than your expectations of them. You know what I mean? It's. But, yeah. By the way, I, I want to say also, don't get me wrong. I still think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. We are playing devil's off. advocate. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally just taking you on for the argument no. here. I mean, ultimately, I think what's going to happen, what's going to come of this, is we're going to see a standard created. Instead of Oculus was going to be the standard, I think is where that was headed. And now we're going to see a standard for VR created that multiple platforms are going to support. Mm-hmm. Or, so, yeah, maybe VR will just become, like, a middleware or an API, and then, like, the device just accesses yep. it. Right. If they make it walled gardens, it sucks, you know? And this is the era of, like, very successful walled gardens. The mm-hmm. iPhone is one of them, and I have an iPhone right here, you know? And it's like, I don't think twice about the fact that I have to go through Apple for everything. I just read that Apple is in the middle of buying a chip manufacturer, I think, in somewhere in Asia. It's just so they can secure their supply chain. It's just yeah. like, oh, how closed off can you possibly get <laughs> at this point? Next, they'll buy the letter I. <laughs> no, I'll have that. But I think I I do want VR to take off. Uh, I think the Facebook thing is weird. But I think if you know, a couple rays of sunshine for people who are concerned. John Carmack is joining the team. He didn't say he's leaving. Uh, and also, Facebook has a history of backing up what they said here, which is acquiring companies and then kind of leaving them alone. Look at Instagram. Instagram was an enormously popular, mm-hmm. gigantic piece of shit before they bought them. <laughs> it's still an enormously popular. <laughs> piece of shit. But Instagram. now it's images and videos load in your Facebook timeline. Okay, now that, hey. that is a decision they made themselves. I, don't, I no longer click Instagram on Twitter because they don't differentiate between video and pictures. Right. So now it's like I go to click a picture and all of a sudden it starts playing stuff. And so it's Instagram has trained me not to click their own links. Mm-hmm. Shame, on, shame on you, Instagram. <laughs> shame on you. And uh, all your selfies. So uh, Wolf Among Us Episode 3 got a trailer. Yep. Uh, no launch date, though. Super, super excited for that. Uh, I hope it's not another four-month wait like we had to suffer through between Episodes 1 and Episodes 2. Yeah. But uh, hopefully this means that we're going to see something sooner rather than later. Spoiler warning. Oh, you really shouldn't be showing that then in the spoiler warning. It even announced a spoiler right there. Yeah. Was it a visual spoiler? Did you know that statue was going to be it? You never know. Look, there's a lamp. (laughs) Well, you know, we pointed out when we were talking about Walking Dead the other day that just talking about characters that are still alive is Mm -hmm. potentially a spoiler because... You know, if, you're, if you watch Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, a lot of characters die. Mm-hmm. So you say, oh, well, no spoiler, but uh, on last week's episode, this character, this is like, well, that character even being in an episode could potentially be a spoiler for those. No, of course, shows. with the tell- Telltale games, you have somewhat control over that. So it could be in your playthrough that character may not You be make alive. an excellent point. Yeah. It's not possible to have a spoiler in a Telltale game. It's completely impossible. Unless it's something that's bound to happen right. regardless of your choices. Not necessarily, though. Because you, would, cause you wouldn't think that that's necessarily a spoiler. Like, you could still, like, when you see it, say, well, that's not on my playthrough that that's going to happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, you're denying yourself. You're like Sarah Connor. <laughs> the power is still to you to change the future. No future but what we make. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no fate but what we make. I that's think. what it is. Thank you. Uh, but also, death threats, by the way. Awful. You terrible, yeah, you terrible, terrible. people. Going back to the Oculus Rift thing, I mean, just like, even if you don't think those statements have any weight, I mean, 
the, the internet in the world is an anonymous place and to threaten someone's family is just absolute lowest thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's for. It's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's it's just horrible because of a, a terrible pair of dorky looking goggles. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, you know, get your priorities straight. It's a screen. Um, speaking of straightened out priorities, I gave in. I bought Goat Simulator. Really? <laughs> Son of my son. I've been playing Goat Simulator this morning just because I was like, I've got to try it out. It is the dumbest thing I think I've ever purchased. Are you eating cans? What? What's? Um, give chase- us a day in the life of the Goat Simulator. Uh, I like my favorite thing in Goat Simulator right now is jumping on trampolines. Uh, there's <laughs> there's a, a swimming pool with a couple of trampolines in it and no water, and I like diving off to the the high the high board onto them and bouncing back and forth. <laughs> it's just it's just like a dumb buggy proof of concept game and I'm glad it's 10 bucks. I wish maybe I paid 5 bucks for it instead, but it's just like it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like you see like all those crazy videos people making in Gary's mod just like nonsense gibberish like oh that's totally the goat simulator audience. Doesn't it when you go to buy it on Steam doesn't it say you probably really honestly shouldn't buy this game. This I, is a I, dumb game. I didn't read it. I oh, just okay. like oh goat simulator, I'm buying that. Uh but yeah, it's uh it's there. <laughs> All right. My uh, both my kids were when when they got Octodad, they I had to pull them away from the computer because it was like three or four hours. But I didn't want to because they were laughing. I mean, nonstop laughing for three hours. Now, are they playing together? or Are they playing separately? Uh, the younger you one watches. That. Yeah, the younger okay. one watches the older one play. Okay, and because uh, he wants to watch, you know, it's like he just likes to do that. So he's got Gold Simulator now. So I'm looking forward to just like another <laughs> marathon session. He's really excited about it. I love one thing I do love is running and charging and headbutting people, mm-hmm. especially from behind. That's, that's that's the most goat simulator ish I think it actually gets. You're taking it right down to the base level, right? It's like that is actually simulating the life of a goat charging. It's, it's a sort of amazing. We've now this is a title entirely based on just taking a physics engine, making a funny character, and saying go. Well, didn't it Same start goat. as a gag go. online? Oh, didn't it start as like yeah, kind of weird? A joke. Yeah. It was a tech demo, right? For just uh, essentially the world. This, yeah. My son texted me, also, can I get Goat Simulator with my birthday money? And I said, sure. I said, uh, why are you asking? Are you worried about the amount of money you have or is there a maturity thing there? And he goes, no, no, no I just want to make sure I can use my money for it. And he goes, I need the code for your card. And I gave it to him and I said, thanks. Then like 10 minutes later, he writes, Goat Simulator is the best game to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your 12-year-old endorsement of Gold it, It's Go, definitely worth checking out. You know, it, it, it's, there is $10 of fun in there. That you can get $10 of fun out of there. There's definitely $5 of fun. So if you ever see it on Steam sale, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just you, you know what you're getting into if you've seen the trailers. Yeah. Especially there. That was really weird. They put out that, uh, like, Dead Island-style trailer. Uh-huh. Where it was, like, it was all done backwards. So the goat's on the ground and, like, goes up. And... Still a great trailer. Yeah, Man, it's, it was the Dead Island trailer was really well done. Not to go, I'm not, you know, getting sentimental about the uh, Goat Simulator trailer. <laughs> what was what was the backwards thing? Was like a can was getting uneaten? Basically, <laughs> no, it was like the same kind of thing where the goat's like lying down, dead on the ground, and then like gets up and then goes like up to the window, back into the house, and you see what happened. Here's what you got to do, and the Goat Simulator proves it. If the internet is excited about something and it becomes like a joke thing that they can't wait to get their hands on. Deliver it as soon as possible. Oh, yes. As soon as possible because that's – because the internet's attention span will just like, be like, eh. Like the best example is snakes on a plane. I knew you were going to say that. Everybody, I knew you were going to say snakes on a plane. You would have thought snakes on the plane was going to be the biggest movie of all time. But the joke just ran out before the movie came out. Yeah. They, they should have put it out. As soon as the internet started to latch onto it, 
They, that could have been, could become the biggest cult movie of the 2000s and midnight screenings and everything. They just waited too damn long. Yeah. The wait yeah. time was too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think if, uh, I think Goat Simulator, that whole joke just started like a month ago. It was like early March, right? Maybe late February? Yep. And they just like, they really kept it up. They put a couple of trailers out and then just pushed that game out as fast as they could. I mean, they basically just flipped what they had, right? And that probably fleshed out a little bit, but just turned out. Exactly what people saw. Right. So, I mean, give them exactly what they asked for. All right. We got, we're like 15 minutes still. So, there's two big topics I want to talk about left. Yep. I want to talk what? about what are they? Uh, the Game Jam thing that fell apart, that mm-hmm. reality show that Maker was producing. And then uh, I want to talk about this April Fool's Day joke okay. in, in Reddit. Let me read this, then we're going to hit okay, both okay. of those. Okay. Uh, what am I, everyone? This episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Nature Box. Your mission, snack smarter, get in shape by summer. Your enemy, the vending machine. But when you're starving at 3 p.m., all cranky and lightheaded, the evil vending machine can seem like your only friend. Don't give in. Head over to naturebox.com. Naturebox sends great tasty snacks right to your door, and they're great for you, too. We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kernel kettle. Ah, do over. (laughs) We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kettle kernels, everything bagel sticks, South Pacific plantain chips, and over 100 more. Sweet blueberry almonds. Those are good. Um... So zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, even snacks that are gluten conscious and non-GMO. Free shipping anywhere in the U.S. NatureBox is busting up the vending machine's monopoly on your midday hunger. Try NatureBox right now. Get 50% off your first order by going to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. If you're ordering, I recommend the sweet blueberry almonds or the, what are the pretzel ones we it had? It was the honey macadamia pretzel bites, I think is what they were called. Yeah, those were too good. Yeah, good. They, so were really, good. they were really good. The only problem with these is if you're in front of a microphone, you got to like get away from the microphone you eat them because they're so loud. Because that's a common problem most people have. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. They have headsets. You never yeah, know. if they're playing a game, fucking put yourself on mute for a couple seconds. Yeah, all right. Chew on some Fair almonds. Enough. All right, so... No, uh, share the love. Maddox, Maddox, you know, the guy who makes the greatest page in the universe. He now has the yeah. greatest YouTube channel or the greatest show in the universe. This is his YouTube show. And he said he was updating his show for April Fool's Day and he went over all the different, like, basically all the different categories of YouTube videos. And one of them was, you know, playing video games online and breathing heavy into my mind for <laughs> an hour. Um, but uh, speaking of April Fool's Day, um, I am not a huge fan of April Fool's Day's jokes. Uh, I think this year was some of the better ones that people have done, like the Google Maps where you find Pokemon. Did you do that? They caught me by surprise. I was looking at Google Maps because I was trying to get somewhere yesterday after work, and I just mm-hmm. saw the Pokemon like, right by where I was. I was like, oh, cool. Gotcha. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah. So you just tap it and it catches the Pokemon? Yeah, you tap it and there's like a little Pokeball on the bottom. You hit like catch. I tend to like this stuff now where people will like make something goofy for people to do as opposed mm-hmm. to like trying to like lie to people. I don't like the – I think that's what I've narrowed it down to. I don't like the April Fool's lies. That just seems yeah. like – that seems like a bad idea. You don't and like the trick. What's that? You don't like the trick. You know, like prank. You know, yeah. Yeah. Basically where they try to convince somebody. Gus is losing his mind over here. There's something ringing over there. I have no idea what the hell it is. The phone ringing away. Gus is freaking out. But so I so I want to bring up one one in particular that I thought was a nightmare situation that could happen to just about anybody. Terrible. Which was uh, on Reddit. There is a subreddit for the game Smite, which is made by High Res Studios. You guys have done let's plays in, we have, in yeah. Smite, and uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Well, the subreddit for Smite they made an announcement the day before April Fool's Day. They made an announcement saying, "Hey." Hi-Rez Studios, and I'm going to start before I say this. This is not true. This turned out to be an April Fool's Day prank or a lie. Um, the moderator posted, one of the main moderators posted, hey, Hi-Rez Studio has hired all the moderators for r slash smite, and we're all moving over to Hi-Rez Studios, and we're shutting down the subreddit over the course of the next 30 days. 
So, of course, everybody, there's a litany of just like, what a bunch of shit. You know, high res doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, da, 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 da. And, like, and, then, and then people, as inevitably they do on the internet, as this shit fest starts to build, mm-hmm. then they start saying all the stuff they don't like about the game and all that. And unbeknownst to me, because I was trying to keep up with it, they said that a lot of people recognize it as an April Fool's Day prank. But every time somebody called that out, they deleted that post. So there was no uh, like uh, uh. there was no discussion or high voted post to say guys this is obviously an April Fool's Day joke and I was even looking at it I retweeted it or put it up on Twitter saying interesting because I was even skeptical mm-hmm. but it was done before midnight and the way they said it was the moderator who did it lives in a Euro- in Europe uh. somewhere so that's why it qualified as an April Fool's Got Day us. joke. <laughs> so then it came out it was a joke but you could see the retraction by the moderators where they were like oh and also Hi-Rez had nothing to do with this this was totally our own fabrication all that which is just a nightmare of like this is the problem with having you know a, a group of people who are working on your community that aren't actually part of the message of the community you know don't work at the developers like all of a sudden they represented the statements of the studio that the studio had nothing to do with. Yeah, they and totally no- just get dragged into it. Yeah. By people who normally do something good for them. Just because they thought this would be a funny joke and they right. decided to well, do it. Well, I guess that raises an interesting question. So whenever someone creates something like that, like Joe the Cat's Twitter or something like that. Yeah. If that got to a point where Joe had representation uh, and they somehow misquoted him, would someone ever have – I guess you could sue him for slander maybe? What? Well, he's not a verified sorry, account. Libel because it's in – yeah, text print in print. Yeah, but I mean, what? So would high res really have any recourse against these people? It, this even if they do, what are they going to do? Like- They're going to sue a moderator on Reddit. I yeah. mean, it's like what would they get for damages? I mean, the damage that could be done to a brand because brands are a hard thing. They really are. And you know, the, we've seen from Oculus and all the horrible reaction to that. That especially in the in the gamer uh, culture. You know, it's a culture of winning and losing. So the vernacular there, it tends to be really extreme of, like, they hate stuff or they love stuff. Or they'll kill your family. Or they'll kill your family (laughs) if they're complete lunatics. Um, And so that's just the way that gamers talk. And you got to understand that when you're you're building a brand in the gaming culture. But then to have somebody come along and do something like that who's, like, trying to – I guess they're just trying to make a joke. They're trying Mm -hmm. to make content. You know what I mean? And then they – they completely do this. The best way I could describe it was – I was trying to think of an analogy for it in people's lives, but – Everybody's been to school. So imagine you're at school and your friend says, walks around and says, hey, Gus is changing schools. He's not going to go to school anymore because he decided he hates the school and he doesn't want to talk to any of you guys ever again. And then all the people that day are like, God, Gus is an asshole. Yeah, you know, remember the time he was at a party and he did this and he's a jerk? And like, yeah, he did that to you. You know what he did to me? He did this. And so all these people are like, blah, 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 about what a dick Gus is. And then your friend goes, oh, I was just kidding. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, Gus. So welcome back. It's just like you don't want that. They don't – high-res doesn't deserve that rolling, like, negativity, and you don't know what that does to people who play the game. They read a whole page of negativity about high-res and Smite on this subreddit, and yeah, they at the end of it, they go, but it was just a joke and it wasn't their fault. But ne- that negativity and those negative comments, those are real comments that people made and right. other people read them, and they just don't – they don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. It's terrible. It's terrible that that happened. Awful. Yeah, yeah, negativity will snowball faster than anything else on the internet. I mean, just look at what happened to Stephen Colbert recently. Oh, the whole cancel Colbert thing? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, anything out of that just starts that ball rolling will just – it'll come downhill on you real fast. And, like, keeping a game that's popular and keeping it going and keeping it fresh for people, that is a difficult job. It's difficult enough on its own. And it's like you don't know the impact of people yet. Even I'm saying even after they all realize it's a joke or whatever, those people still read all those negative comments and it bled over into stuff about the game and about the studio itself. 
and the people still wrote those comments, and those comments are in their heads, and it's a brand is not a science. Brand is more art than science, and it's just like I don't know if people realize the damage of something that, like this does. But people don't need an excuse to do that, honestly. Those people, I mean, there's people on our own subreddit that will say, "All right, what well, don't you like about it? Let's talk about yeah. that today," and they'll yeah. just start their own thing there. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that sucked. Damage was 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 done, and there's no going back. I mean, but by virtue of the fact that you're talking a lot about to, it, yeah. You know, doesn't take a lot to get to that point. Or I mean, it's 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 more than someone making a thread saying they don't like something and be yeah. like, "Oh, I went to the roost teeth office and they slashed my tires and pushed yeah. me into the mud <laughs> and called me a jerk." Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, those guys are assholes. Oh, just kidding. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's more what malicious. About, I think after that whole thing with Kara slapping the ice cream out of people's hands, people showed up with ice cream to people, have it slapped out of their hands. People no, it's do true. Show up with ice but I made a comment <laughs> one time in a video that I I talked about the st- statistical problem of having a, a very popular subreddit on Reddit. And I was very careful about the way I structured it. I said that, like, you know, if there's 70,000 people in the Rooster Teeth subreddit, um, when a video gets 1,500 upvotes there, instead of ending up on page one or two of Reddit, it ends up at the top of our Rooster Teeth subreddit. But most mm-hmm. people, 9 to 11 million people visit Reddit every day. Most of them are not logged in. That's most of the traffic. And mm-hmm. for a company like us, um, Reddit – uh, you know, we love it a lot. I love Reddit. I go on Reddit all the time. But for uh, the value of Reddit is publicity. Mm-hmm. And if we have a popular subreddit, that's a really cool community thing. But then it also has a weird side effect in that will, it will abstract us. It'll hide kind of hide us from the front page. Right. Uh, and even to like today, I went to go submit immersion uh, episode one of season two or episode two of season two. I went to go submit it to Reddit and said, you can't submit this because it's already been submitted. I was like, oh, that's right, because it's been grabbed by the video bot there. Right. But when I made those comments, I was making a very – I thought I was making a very objective comment pointing uh-huh. out like this is a weird – it's a very cool thing, but it has a weird side effect. Yeah. Um, people took that as I hate Reddit and I hate the people on Reddit, which is not at all what I was saying. I was actually trying to figure out a way with the people who are on our subreddit. How do we work around this problem? Like, mm-hmm. like this is a weird thing to have and how do we work around it? You're trying it? to hide how much you hate them? <laughs> you, guys, you nailed it. You nailed um, it. I want to point out real fast. Mm-hmm. I guess someone on Twitter here, I want Cal Fontaine. I don't know how to say that. Pointed out that Wolf Among Us episode three does have a release date now. Oh, they, they've announced it? it's April eighth uh, and 9th, depending on oh, your platform. Okay, so, so next week. Yeah, so we'll be able to play that. What was the other thing you said you want to talk about today? Uh oh, I want to talk about the uh, Maker Studios produced this or tried to produce oh, this thing Jam. called Game Jam. Okay, and it was um. You ever see the Social Network? Yes. You you you're a tech guy yourself. Yeah. You've you know been known they have, to code. Yeah, I've been known to. Yeah. Yeah, you know the programmers look together and have these jams where they just program stuff. It's like a like a forty eight hour film festival or something. Yeah, sure. They totally do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they try to have events where they do it. Yeah, they, you know, for fun. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess what it looks like Maker Maker Studios was trying to. Uh, make a show that was that. They would make a reality show based around like development teams and popular YouTubers that are probably in the Maker family. Um, they were on teams and they were developing games and they'd go up against each other. And there was like, you can read a lot of really, really long blog accounts of what happened on the first day. But basically, the reality producers were trying to make a reality show and it went right up against the gaming culture, really the game development culture. And it crashed. It just crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was it was tough. Like they were trying to get stories out of it. People were going head to head, and they went out in the hallway to talk. And the cameras followed them out. You know, this is all allegedly from the blog accounts. But uh, and then they shut down the production. Had a huge sponsor. I think Mountain Dew was a sponsor. And the whole thing just shut down. I was wow. like, wow, that is that is a, a rough deal. Like one of it, they alleged one of the questions the producer asked was, "Hey, Ryan, you're on a team with all guys. Do you think the girl, the teams with girls, have a disadvantage in the competition?" Because they're not traditionally programmers or something like that, but they were insinuating that. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. and so they were they were bad. It was it was rough. So, 
do you want to go sleep with this guy on that team? You know, come on, yeah, yeah go, 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 do it. And so the, the now whole, we're gonna have a competition on everybody's in bikinis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I gotta say we uh, we produced the gauntlet with mm-hmm. Blip, and then in the middle of the second season, uh, which we had a blast making season two of the gauntlet. Uh, Blip was acquired by Maker, so that production is actually with Maker now. Oh, Gauntlet is a is yeah, a, is a, a Maker Rooster Teeth production, and I you know I gotta say that I wasn't on that set, and I don't know how Game Jam went, but our experience of working with Maker. And those guys, they were they helped us a lot, you know, especially with because we had big sponsors for Gauntlet as well, and I thought it went really well. And the mm-hmm. season, the second season of the Gauntlet turned out great. You know, we found our legs in the first season, but it, everything went really, really well. Um, so it's, I'm kind of curious, like what will happen to this? I mean, production shutting down is a big deal, uh, especially then once people take where's to the, the money internet. go? Yeah, yeah. I guess it go, hopefully goes to another production. Yeah, I mean, it, it, maybe it just boils down to it's a, a a person problem and not like a company culture problem. It sounds like there was. A, it sounds like they had an old school media producer in there who was tr- producing a traditional reality show, and it was just new media and old media just button heads. Yeah, I haven't used the term new media in a long time. That's like a, that's like a mid two thousands term. For this is it. like how we're calling next gen Xbox One at this point. It's like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's already here. It's, we're done. Newer media. It's uh, current media versus old media. When does that the the trend of calling the current gen next gen? When does that die? When the next gen like starts getting announced? Uh, Probably before that. Somewhere in there, it's just, it's the same amount of time where you can start saying spoilers about a show, or you know, there's <laughs> when, that threshold. Once they stop making PS3s and Xbox 360s, there you go. Then we are at current gen. Did they just finally? They just stopped making PS2s, they right? Like stop making PS2s twenty minutes ago or something. It was very recently. Yeah, they. Uh, I think this past E3 was the last time that uh, a PS2 game was was shown off. A new PS2 game was shown off. Will be, but you never know. Stuff comes back. Like there was that Kickstarter for that Dreamcast game a couple months ago uh-huh. that finally came out, even though the Dreamcast has been dead for years. Can you still get like the license to make a cartridge for that? Uh, they probably didn't get one since oh, uh okay there you know you can that, that's the problem that killer dreamcast is the mm-hmm. bootloader people figured out how to decrypt yeah. that i have a present for matt that if, matt, if you're watching turn this off or it doesn't matter spoiler for matt you, hold you'll find out like this sorry but uh when we, we lived together in college we were college roommates and uh he used to play ken griffey baseball on the n64 uh-huh. in a box i found the cartridge and so I'm in the process of now oh. buying an N64, and I'm going to give it to him at the new office and see if it still has his old saves on it. Wow. It oh, had to wow. have the battery. If it, if it saves stuff on there, it would have to have the battery. But we'll see. Yeah. be really interesting. He, Matt's the weirdest gamer ever. He would play Ken Griffey Jr. on easy, and he'd be in the ninth inning. He'd be winning like 108 to 1. <laughs> I'd be like, how is this funny? He goes, this is a blast. He's a crank homers constantly for like four hours. All right. Well, we're at time. We've got to wrap things up. All right. So I want to thank everyone for joining us this week on The Patch. We'll be back Monday with another episode of RT Podcast. Next Wednesday with another patch. You Go watch say? Immersion, which the newest episode of Season 2. They're going to be coming out once every two weeks. We've got six episodes in total in Season 2, including right. the Simulation Racer one. So we're now two episodes in. Sounds fun. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye, buddy. I love you, Reddit.